My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, art, fashion, and culture. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoy creating it. On this week's episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast, we have founder of The Venice, MD. MD, what's up, man? How you been? How are you doing? Chilling, man. Just, you know, doing as much as I can now in this uh, quarantine era of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know it's been, you know, a challenge in in this quarantine mode. I think a lot of people, you know, are taking advantage of it. A lot of people are, you know, getting hit really hard, which you, you, you can't blame them for. But it seems like you have the right mentality when it comes to um, this, this these quarantine times from talking to you before the call. So. Yeah, for sure. It's really a test of, like, your mental strength, you know, how much you can, like, not only handle not being outside, but how much you can handle yourself. Yep. Um, it's it's a really interesting period of time right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, Divinus was a brand that caught my attention a while ago. I would say probably a month ago, and I, I think I followed you in maybe, you know, for over a month, and I kind of looked at your brand, looked at some of the things that you've dropped, and I was like, man, this is this is a super dope creative this is a super dope opportunity and then when you reached out to me and just you know gave me a compliment about the podcast i thought it would be perfect to just have you as a guest and so we're really excited to have you man dude absolutely it's an honor to be on this podcast and just you know tell my story as well as you know learn more about your your story as a a brand founder and a you know a content creator absolutely absolutely so md my favorite question to start off with is you know, what is your background? Where are you from? And, and what was it like growing up for you as a kid, man? Yeah, so if we're talking heritage-wise, um, half Filipino, half Bengali, which is a pretty strange mix. Uh, we're talking about where I grew up or where I am geographically. I am now in Queens, New York. Yeah. But a little known fact about myself is I didn't really grow up in Queens. Uh, I lived in a tiny little island in the middle of nowhere uh, called Saipan. And... I spent the first 15 years of my life, so the fundamentals was, you know, being out of the jungles, essentially. <laughs> wow. And, and the first 15, that's that's a good chunk of your life, man. I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about what it was like, you know, growing up on an island? Yeah, for sure. So if, you know, you're not aware, if anyone else is not aware of what uh, side Band is, it's a part of Chain of Islands uh, that's connected with Guam. Mm. Uh, a lot of people know what Guam is because it's more publicly known. Saipan is kind of like the uglier cousin or uglier brother. Um, still a very beautiful tropical island. Uh, I spent the first 15 years of my life there, and it's amazing because, you know, we didn't have, you know, technology. We had technology, but it wasn't as, you know, dense as New York City, obviously. Right. The infrastructure wasn't there. Uh, and the best part was the NYPD and the law enforcement wasn't, you know, up to standards with, like, the mainland of the United States. Right. So, uh, so it's not even part of the United States. It's, like, a territory. But, you know, it, it functions as its own, you know, I guess, government, essentially. Right. And it, the best part about it is, like, you really have a blank canvas. Mm. To a certain degree, you can make whatever you want in the island. So I grew up skateboarding with my friends. Um, and I've been skateboarding since I was, I would say, 11 or 12. Wow. And we, we've done, like, 
crazy shit where <laughs> oh i'm sorry i don't didn't mean to curse but <laughs> no you're fine be you man okay, be cool. you be you be you <laughs> cool we've done some crazy shit like we've gone through like abandoned buildings and you know as 13 year old kids we built out indoor skate parks with Damn. scraps of wood and whatever we could find just to just to skate around um and the cops would pass by, but they're like, all right, it's an abandoned building. What are they going to do? Right. And it really helped uh, the creative side of me because, you know, talking to my friends that grew up here in New York City, it's pretty, as illustrious as the city is, it's very black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, you do what you have to do. And sidepans more so like, do whatever you want, just don't get caught. Yeah. Wow. So that's a that's a direct correlation between kind of your mentality in starting Divinis, right? I mean, and and you skateboarded as a kid. When did you start kind of getting into your fashion, you know, and start kind of developing this creative or creative mentality that you have now? So I don't have the same, you know, cliche backstory as a lot of people. Not throwing subs at anyone. I mean, of course. You know, everyone has a different story. But I'm not going to say that I grew up, you know, really into fashion and Givenchy was my religion. <laughs> it really wasn't. I didn't get into fashion until the late, like later parts of my life. I would say maybe my senior year of high school. Right. Um, and it was it was it was a very weird transition from the skateboard rat that had holes in his shirt, wearing Element t-shirts and hoodies, and like never got a proper haircut. Like I just had like the raggedy skater hair. Right. Um, right. But it was a it was a it was a very interesting pivotal moment because I was always dressing as a skater. You know, I always wore Diamond Supply, Nike SB Dunks, um, Supreme, and people didn't know what that was in 2010, 2011 mm. until Tyra the Creator got into the scene. Right, that Odd Future Wolfgang era changed. You know, streetwear fashion. Yep. Everyone wanted to dress like a skater. They wore like. The vans with the knee-high socks and, you know, shorts, like cut-up shorts. Yep. And I was already doing that. Not to be like on some hipster, you know, I did it before anyone else. Oh, gee. Yeah, it was just like, it was just my uniform in terms of like being a skateboarder. Yeah. Um, So that really helped me, you know, kind of want to learn more about fashion because I was getting compliments like, oh, you know, that's a kid with Supreme, that's a kid with like Diamond Supply and these vintage dunks. Yeah. And really, I was just skating all of these dunks. Right. I didn't really care what was cool at the time. And uh, yeah, it made me want to learn more about fashion because, I mean, you know, girls were saying that I dress fly as hell and, you know, <laughs> why not? <laughs> and then the, I love it too because, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. You used you know, skateboarding and you use the aesthetic of skateboarding and, and not used it. It was just who you were, right? Like you, you weren't right. faking it. It was a functionality thing. Like you, like SB Dunks were, were, were a great functional shoe for what you were doing day in and day out. Something that you, you love to do. And I feel like, you know, and not the, to tell anyone they shouldn't or shouldn't like something, but you know, you should take cues from this because you should do the things that you love, not just because they're hype or just because, you know, someone says that you'll, you know, be popular. This is a prime example of someone who, you know, walks the walk and and talks the talk, right? You, you do both. Absolutely. Um, I Yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting because I think throughout the course of my life, just like being this person that has like a clothing company, 
you expect uh, you expect that person to be very in tune with fashion and buy into like this concept of luxury and what's cool and what's not. Mm-hmm. I only had maybe two to three years where I was like buying into hype things, right. and then I'm just like, it's really not worth it. Yeah, you know that. No, I, I agree with you 100%. And it's similar to my story, you know, and I, I resonate with what you're saying so much because, you know, for me, it was basketball. Basketball was my skateboarding, you know what I mean? Right. And there was a certain aesthetic to basketball as well. There's just there's an aesthetic to, you know, any kind of sport that you do, of course. Right. And uh, same here, man. It, it's, you know, there was only a short period of time, maybe when I was a freshman or sophomore in college, when I was, you know, really, really into what I thought was the coolest thing. And then I realized, wait, what am I doing? And I had to kind of switch focus and I, you know, flipped it and wanted to, to start designing my own brand. And so, you know, sure. and, and when did you, when did you kind of want to start designing your, or when did you start the Venice? When, it, when, when, when was it coming together and you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to start. So, yeah, I mean, I technically started in 2013, which was when I was like a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just piggybacking on what I said earlier about, you know, me really being in tune with, like, Odd Future Wolfgang and, and that whole, you know, genre of rap at the time. Um, I really like tie-dye clothing, mm-hmm. but more so I love getting my hands dirty and making the, the article clothing itself. Yep. Um, so I had, like, a bunch of blank white tees, and I started tie-dyeing it, and my skater friends were like, yo, this is dope, like we can't really get this in the market. Like no one's really making tie dyes. Uh, yet. it wasn't saturated as it was, you know, like a couple of months later. Right. So I was up selling these t-shirts that, you know, I, I probably wore like for a whole year, like blank white shirts, tie dyed them. And I was like selling them for like $7 a piece. Mm. And, you know, all my friends bought it and I like sold out of like the, I think it was like a 12 pack of like chains or something. <laughs> and, yeah, it was like it was like the biggest flip, like because I was like into like the Nike SB at the time, like I was getting into the hype beast phase. Right, right. Um, so that was like, yo, this is a this is a flip for me. Um, so I I just started tie dyeing, and I'm like, you know, if I'm gonna make clothes, I gotta I gotta think about like what about if I started a brand? Yeah, you know, definitely. I already have like the vision to create something. Why don't I put it under a label? So I started to finish in 2013. It was on and off, um, partially because I wasn't, I didn't really think of it as a clothing company, more so like a backyard project. Right, right. Very cool. And, and that that story is, it is so streetwear. It's so like, you know, how you started. It's so cool, right? Because it's, it's something yeah. that, you know, a lot of times, you know, people who start their own brands, um, they just started out of vanity and you started it out of, you know, your friends and how they thought that you had something cool. And then you realize, oh shit, maybe I have something cool here. And then just kind of built off of that. And, and what, what made you decide to name it Divinus? You know, what, what was the decision behind the naming? You want the cool story, the wax story, or do you want both? I want both, man. Both. Okay. So let me start with the, let me start with the wax story. <laughs> so this hypebeast era 18 year old md um, <laughs> thinking of a name for a clothing company it is roughly around i would say may 2013 right kanye releases like the name of his album called jesus yeah and i'm just like so like, <laughs> like so high off of like this biblical thing right yeah 
<laughs> oh, I want to name some my company something like Godly or Divine, <laughs> but I don't want it to be in English. I want it to seem like it's deeper than what it really is. I go on Google Translate, put Len because uh, Len's always like scarier for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what is the Len word for Divine? And it's like Divinus. Oh, I'm like, cool. I'm gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> so that's the, that's really like the whack story. Like, what inspired Divinus was Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's dope so, that's crazy yeah uh, years later you know I'm like thinking like okay but I realized it's a whack, it was a whack story and I'm thinking like if I get on like podcasts or whatever and they ask me what like, you know what drove me to choose that name and I give them this whack story like it's not gonna sell so <laughs> I was either stuck between wanting to change the name or keeping it but you know finding a new meaning and it was, it was like 2015 like two years later All right. uh and it occurred to me that, you know, I'm like very big on, you know, changing your, your destiny, um, being a person that's, you know, Filipino, Bengali, um, and having, you know, both my parents as immigrants, you know, we kind of, we kind of take these things for granted being a first generation American, yep. you have the entire opportunity to change, you know, change, uh, the lineage of your family's life essentially. Right. And when you think of divine or divinus or divine, you think of like this, like royal family kind of thing, like a royalty family type of thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, back then, back in like the England, I guess, whatever era, the, the successor of like the kings and queens would be, you know, their children. Um, yeah. Why don't we flip the script? Like, just because my parents are immigrants and they don't work illustrious jobs or have these illustrious careers, we're not going to be defined by that. We have the opportunity to change that. Yeah. So that's re- really where the brand started to take its brand image and the brand perception started to take place. Um, I just really wanted to, you know, tell that story, the story of me coming to America and, uh, you know, wanting to change something, family lineage. I love that. I love that, man. Because the first, the first reasoning, it, it shows a little bit of, of adolescence, right? And right. I love the idea of, you know, repurposing it and, and, and sticking with it, too. Like, it takes a lot of, uh, you have to bet on yourself, right? To yeah. not only think that, you know, you can, you can all change the meaning of this, but you can make it something that actually has you know, true meaning, right? And I love that. Right. You know, it's a, it's it's a divine family. Like you guys aren't. I love it. You said it perfectly, man. That's 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 dope. That's super dope. And, and yeah, and like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, for sure. The first piece when I like I came up with that idea, it was horrible. So anyone that's listening to this podcast and like wants to start a clothing company and you're scared to pull the trigger, pull the trigger because your first couple designs are probably not going to be a hit. Nope. Like, the first design I did was, like, after the, the relaunch, it was, like, uh, it was, like, a, an American uh, American flag in the back. But then it was, like, kind of, like, X'd out. I don't, I, like, it had, like, kind of, like, paying homage to, like, being a first-generation American. Right. But in the front, it had, like, the Jason Voorhees hockey mask. And for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Definitely, definitely. And and what do you like, you know, talking about then uh, the first design, what do you kind of envision Divinus becoming? Um, in the near future, I want Divinus to 
you know, become this credible source of uh, this this new era or this new definition of rags to riches, right? Mm. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be here and sell the story where like you know like I'm homeless, I'm like living it out of a car, doing all this. But I feel like there's a you know it, it's not that drastic for me, and I know it resonates with a lot of other people. Not everyone's gonna do clothing, but a lot of people do arts mm. and in you know the Asian community um, and a lot of like the immigrate, uh, immigrant communities as well, you know, they want their kids to kind of take the, the safer route and find safer jobs. Yep. Um, I graduated uh, with a bachelor's in business administration. I have a nine to five. I work corporate. I work for luxury real estate. But I also do this. Yep. Um, and I'm, you know, well, I want to be a living example that you can do both and you can cheat. You can chase your passion and it makes just as much or even more uh, in the long run than your nine to five typical safe job. Definitely. Um, that's the short term. In the long term though, I want it to be less of like a clothing company, but more so, you know, a, a directory of hope for, you know, people that want to chase their dreams, whether it. it be a foundation or giving back to the community. Um, Queens is, you know, obviously my top priority right now. It's a, uh, it is the land of like immigrants. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but like Queens is, you know, it has what like a hundred or even more different ethnic groups, like S- over two hundred different languages spoken in this small borough. Yeah, so diverse, uh, so diverse. Yeah, yeah, it's like so diverse, and it's like, you know, if you think about it, like if there was a land for divinus, like it's Queens. Like this is like the embodiment of what we're what we're preaching, essentially. So dope. So dope. And I think you hit on something really important, too, that, you know, you, you work the nine to five and, you know, I'm in a similar situation where I work daily. Right. And I have to do my mm-hmm. business basically from six to eleven. Right. right. And it's hard. I, I know it's hard for you, too. I know it's like some days you're probably tired and, and you're like, man, like I, I could take off and no one would know. But you have to find that within yourself and you have to realize that it might be hard, but it's worth it. It really is worth it because you're doing what you love, what you appreciate and whatever it is. Right. And I love that. Absolutely. I love that factor. Um, you know, and, and kind of pivoting just to, so people have a little bit more knowledge about kind of your style sense and what you think about fashion right now. Um, you know, what are some of the favorite things What are some of your favorite things, excuse me, happening in fashion right now? Um, if we're looking at it on a micro scale, I would say my favorite thing in fashion is just this whole DIY. I mean, I don't know if it's because of quarantine or it has to be because of quarantine. People have a lot of time on their hands these days. Yeah. Um, they are basically, you having a bunch of people that's repurposing items, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure you're aware of the, uh, did DIY customizer filthy on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love his work. You know, like he's taking, you know, things and just repurposing them and giving a whole new characteristic to this one particular item. Yeah. Um, whether it be like distressing sneakers or repurposing clothing. I think that's really dope. Super dope. Just because, you know, anyone can say that they're into fashion, but until you get your hands dirty and make fashion, you really wouldn't get it. And, you know, it's, I'm just I'm just happy to see a lot of people, you know, taking the initiative to do that. But if we're looking at it on a mic, uh, on a macro level, I really love how there's 
because of the internet, there's so many different genres to fashion these days that it isn't just like you have the fashionable people and the non-fashionable people, you know? I totally agree with you. Totally. Keep going. It, it's dope because you have, you know, different, just from, okay, back then, like 10, 15 years ago, if you were called a hype beast, you already know what the hype beast will be wearing. But right. now we have like different categories for hype beast, right? You got the, you got the jound hype beast. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, like jound everything, no. um, new balance, everything. I fucking love new balance. Me bro. too. <laughs> new balance is everything. Um, you know, sporty and rich, the color green all over your Instagram page. Yep. You have that sector of hype beast. And then you got like the avant garde hype beast where it's like, um, Rick Owens, everything. Geo Baskets is my grail. True. Chrome Hearts Till I Die. <laughs> you still have like the Supreme Hype Beast, the Nike SB because of Travis Scott Hype Beast. Yep. So many different things, right? Yep. And uh, like, I apologize if I'm using the word Hype Beast and some people might be taking it in an offensive way. I really don't mean to say that. Yeah. It's just like, it's like a category, you know? Everyone has a style and no one can really be like discredited uh, like you don't know fashion because you're not wearing Nike SBs in 2020. Yeah. Like, you know, you can still be wearing Vans now and still be in fashion. And, you know, that's acceptable. That's that's a really cool thing. Yeah, you make a lot of really, really great points. And, and it is so diverse right now. And it, it's I feel like it's only going to get more and more diverse. There's only going to be more creatives. There's only going to be more Travis Scott's. And, you know, as entertainment continues to get infused into fashion and you have these entertainers who are influencing different you know clothing or sneakers or whatever i'm excited to see the future of everything and i think that you know i'm a i'm an optimist at heart and so i'm I'm always been very optimistic and i'm just excited so i think i think you think you hit home on some really good points now for for divinis do you have anything coming up in in this kind of fall winter season that you're working on or or anything that you want to kind of divulge to the podcast? Yeah, so we just came off of a very successful summer. Um, we did three drops that can like spanned in, I believe, two and a half months. And every single one sold out the first day. Congratulations. Uh, which is, yeah, dude, thank you. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you know, things are really picking up these days. You know, we're not where we want to be yet, but... Because of, you know, thankfully, you know, the the customers and I guess the fans of the brand, I hate calling them fans, but, you know, the people that support the brand yeah. um, really help us gain more capital to create the things that we really want to create. So we are in the works of a mini capsule that is slated for the end of September. Awesome. And we're working on some core items because a lot of people... Uh, you know, we want to make sure that we have accessible items for people to purchase. We don't want to be known as like that brand that never has anything in stock. I mean, it's cool, but we really want to see people wearing our stuff. Awesome. So we're developing core items that should be around in October. Uh, I have a loose idea that I got to run by my team uh, for the winter, which is going to be like November, December. Pretty stacked. We're not slowing down anytime this year. Awesome. Uh, but, you know, we literally just dropped the collection, but summer, last summer collection, either a week or two ago. I can't remember. I'm just, you know, just chilling now. I think uh, me and my team deserve to, you know, take a little break and uh, 
revitalize and rejuvenate our, our creative process. Definitely, definitely. And and like I said, congratulations again because, you know, I did see that the all the items, you know, were gone when I looked at the website. Um right. and, fine, fine. and um that's awesome. I mean I mean obviously like you want to continue creating and, and that gives you the platform to do so. And you know, how how can people connect with you and learn more about you and learn more about the Venice? Oh dude, follow my personal Instagram page if you want to learn about me and the brand because I post a lot about the brand. Um, I'm not like one of those people that's like super high fashion snobby. I repost everything that Virgil Abloh posts in air quotes. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty chill with a couple of things. Like if you send me memes, I'll send you memes back type of thing. <laughs> right. uh, you know, like I'm just a regular person. I'm like literally a kid at the heart. So you can follow <laughs> me on my, my personal page. It's underscore WebMD. Um, that pretty much encapsulates how childish I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, dude, I get tagged on like, like people have like medical issues and they tag my account. <laughs> they, uh, I gotta change that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> people DM me like, oh, what is this? How do I help? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, man. But yeah, if you want to follow the Instagram page, it's Divinus, but there's a dot before the U.S., so it's divin.us. Mm -hmm. That's also the website, and it is not part of the United States government website, so we get that all the time for some reason. For sure. And I'll be sure to leave all that stuff down below in the, in the podcast notes. MD, it's been a pleasure getting to know you, man. It's been a pleasure getting to know your story and, and to learn about Divinus. Um, I, I appreciate you, man. I really do. Yeah, likewise. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak, man. This is uh, this is really great. I mean, I love your brand too, but the aesthetics there. I love your approach to minimalism, but what I really appreciate the most is stuff like this. You are really a genius when it comes to content, man. Like, I gotta give you that. Thank you, sir. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, we'll be sure to have you on again. Keep telling me I'm a genius. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. This will be a fun little. You know, we'll do a catch-up one day. We'll, we'll have different stuff. I mean, I do interviews on a smaller scale. I would love to have you on as well. And, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll go off of each other. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gained some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day. And we'll see you next time.